Hello and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. I am your host, Claudia Rivera Guevarez, and today we will be going through John 7, 1 through 9. So we're now in chapter 7 of John, and I'm so excited. We move very slowly through this gospel, but studying in depth, and that's what's important. We are in no hurry. Our goal is to learn biblical truths in depth so that our faith is a faith that is strong in roots, and as we have talked about in the past couple of weeks, a persevering faith and a fruitful faith. So grab your notebook, your pencil, and your Bible, most importantly, and let's discover and explore the context of today's passage, which is John 7, 1 through 9. So let's just get right started. Jesus at the Feast of Booths. So after John 6, we saw the growing bitterness and hostility towards Jesus. So as the chapter goes on, we see the continuation of this submission under the Father's will. And as Pastor John MacArthur explains it well in one of his commentaries, his life was not random, but operated according to God's sovereign and perfect timing and direction. We see this exactly play out in the passage. As the exhortation of Jesus' brothers is not according to God's sovereign plan, and so... With this, in the coming weeks, we will see Jesus, in his perfect obedience, continue to willingly submit to the Father's will. As we go throughout the book of John, take great note of how humble our Lord is. Philippians 2.8 says, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Verses 1 says, After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Feast of Booths was at hand. So it was not a lack of courage that made Jesus stay in Galilee, but an awareness of the Father's perfect timing. It was not the time yet for him to be arrested and delivered to the Gentiles. Now verse two explains that they were at a time of the Feast of Booths slash Tabernacles, which is in October. So this was about a six month gap between this chapter and chapter six, which occurred during Passover, which is in April. Uh, John 6, 4 says, now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was at hand. And many theologians highlight that he spent time with his disciples, just discipling them, showing his love for them and the importance of well-trained spiritual leaders. So in this holiday, Jews around the world build frail huts in remembrance of their dependence on God as a provider. And this celebration is based on the scripture of Leviticus 23, 39 through 43. The Feast of Tabernacles was an annual reminder to the people of God that he is the great shepherd who has chosen to tabernacle among them, to protect and bless them wherever they wandered. So that was defined by Jews for Jesus, but Leviticus 23, 33-43 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, and for seven days is the Feast of Booths to the Lord. On the first day you shall be a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. For these are the appointed feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as times of holy convocation. For presenting to the Lord food offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings, each on the proper day. 
besides the Lord's Sabbath, besides your gifts, and besides all your vow offerings, and besides all your freewill offerings, which you give to the Lord on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day you shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day you shall be a solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of leafy trees, and willow of brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord God seven days. You shall celebrate it as the feast of the Lord for seven days in a year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in the booths for every day. All native Israelites shall dwell in the booths, that your generation may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in the booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. The next verses say, So his brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples may also see the works that you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. We see here that Mary was not a virgin after Jesus because he had brothers who were Joseph's biological children. But furthermore, in the passage, it is quite discouraging to see how even Jesus' own brothers mocked him and did not believe in him. John MacArthur explains that as with the crowds in Jerusalem and Galilee, even his own brothers did not believe in Jesus at first. They did not become his followers until after the resurrection. And we actually see this in Acts 1.14, which says, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus and the brothers. So if you feel frustrated because your family does not listen to the gospel and reject Christ or make fun of you for ignoring you for being a Christian, just let's take a step back and understand the fact that even his own brothers rejected him. I mean, it happened to him himself. And remember that this isn't your work, it's the Lord's. We just plant seeds, we put rocks in shoes, and we pray, and we preach the gospel, and we pray, and we love, and we preach the gospel, and we pray, and we love. You see, it's God's work. But how beautiful is it that even his own brothers rejected him, but they then they were saved. They even went on to write epistles, which we will talk about next time. Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I am not going up to the feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. So because Jesus was so completely submitted to the will of the Father, the timing of God the Father was important. The brothers of Jesus were not submitting to God's will in the same way, so any time for them was fine, and we will discuss this more in depth this Friday, so please do not miss out. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram, at Deep Bible Studies, and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.